Hello parents! I'm Jessie. And I'm Erin. We're librarians. We're busy parents. And we love podcasts. Thanks so much for tuning in. Welcome back everyone for another episode of Adventures in Parenting. This is the fourth of our five-part series with certified positive discipline parent educator and parenting coach Karen Azamoon. If you're joining us for the first time, Karen is the parent of two teenagers. She's also the author of the website, blog, and Facebook page, Growing Through Coaching. And today she's here to talk about building trust with your children. Thank you, Karen. Thanks for having me. Welcome back. Yay. So yeah, I want to talk about building trust. This is just another part in making sure that you have a really good relationship with your children. It's fostering connection. It's increasing awareness. It's building trust and finding acceptance, which we'll talk about next time. Well, I'll talk about some of the things that you can do to build trust with your kids. And the one that I always start with is no judgment. So absolutely stay away from judgment. Some of the other things that you should be aware of when trying to build trust is knowing that mistakes are okay. We all make them. Normalizing them and letting their kids know that it's okay is perfect when your kids are little and I'll go into more detail about some of these my husband and I we just happened to have the same sort of parenting style which was no false promises no false commitments believe in your children get to a point where you can where they can believe that they can tell you anything and you have to be okay with them telling you anything set expectations keep your word be on that level on their level make yourself available which I think we've talked about before and letting them know that it's okay to make their own decisions and you are there to support them. This is not that overly permissive, go do whatever you want. It's kind of what Aaron talked about of, okay, here's what the consequences may look like. Now go make your own decisions. And if it doesn't work out, mistakes are okay. Just kind of roll into each other. So let's talk a little bit about them. We talked about no judgment, right? This does not instill a level of support and trust. If you're not believing them and you're judging them, then they're not going to feel that you are there for them. And if you're not there for them, you're not trusting them and they are our kids are absolutely feeling that mistakes right so we all make them and as parents we want we want to show them that that's okay so how do we model that behavior and positive discipline we talk about like owning your mistakes and there are the four r's of when we as a parent make a mistake right recognize the behavior that occurred take responsibility reconcile it and resolve it so okay hey I made a mistake. I know I did wrong. We all make mistakes. This is what I'm going to do to correct it. Let's move forward with this. And if you think about it, like when your child makes a mistake, you're like, okay, let's go down and fix this. Let's make it better. It's not just about our children need to learn that everybody makes mistakes. We're not just telling them what to do but we make mistakes too and really kind of owning that one of the last episodes I was flubbing my words right and I was just being like okay this is who I am really vulnerable I think vulnerability is the most courageous thing you can do and so to increase that building of trust it's okay to sort of open yourself up a little bit be more vulnerable let your children see who you are and let them know that it's okay to be who they are it also helps release that pressure valve a little bit yeah you're not always trying to be perfect. Right. Yeah. Because there's no such thing as a perfect parent. That's right. Just be a real one. Yeah. Sue Atkins. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And so we always have to model that behavior for our kids. What do we want to see? These no false promises and no false 
commitments, right? Mm-hmm. Keeping your word to your children. Again, my husband and I just kind of fell into this was, we both had the same parenting style of, of we are not going to kind of say something and not keep our word, positive mm-hmm. or negative. You get in 75 or above on the test, we'll take you out for ice cream. Okay, well, there's four feet of snow out on the ground. Okay, so maybe we're not going to go out for ice cream today, but we will go. And so keeping that commitment, building that level of trust that our children know what we say is going to happen. And part of that is setting the expectations. Oh, we were camping. My kids were, I don't know, they had to be like seven and nine. And we had always told our children, don't lie. You can tell us anything, just don't lie about it, right? Right. We're not going to get mad at whatever you did. We're going to get upset with the lie. Mm-hmm. And my son, we were like us and the other family were all packed up. We were ready to go. And my son, I said, did you brush your teeth? And he's like, yep. And like, I literally like pulled out the toothbrush from like my back pocket. And I was like, really? And he's like, no. I'm like, why? Like, why lie? Right. Uh-huh. And he's like, I'm sorry I didn't brush my teeth. I'm like, that's old news already, right? right? Uh-huh. Now we're just talking about the lie. What happens when you lie? And there are consequences to this. So let's talk about this. And the other family's like, are we leaving or not? <laughs> we were like, you go. We're now going to deal with this. And we weren't going to just brush it off because right. the timing wasn't right. Again, there's times when it's not right. But our timing was fine. Let's deal with this. And so when you lie, this is the consequence that comes out of it. You're stuck getting a whole lecture from mom and dad about no lying. Don't lie. You won't get a lecture. So keeping those promises, keeping those commitments increases the level of trust that your kids have in you and the level of trust that you can have in them because you're opening up that communication, that connection, that relationship with them. So how do you constructively address lying? Because I feel like kids just do it to kind of test things out and see what they can get away with like the the brushing teeth thing happens often yeah and I will just be like why why yeah it's always over the stupidest things I know and and I say all the time like if I can't trust you over the little things, right? Like what's gonna happen when it's something huge? Yeah, and like I've read, I like get it. you shouldn't really be like calling them out because you don't want to shame them, but you have to you have to call them out because they can't be lying. So like, what's the gentle way to handle it? I would ask why they're lying about it. Yeah. Right. If it's like blatantly obvious, like I have your toothbrush in my hand right. and you didn't ask for it, right? Like I know you didn't brush your teeth. What Just if it's not blatantly obvious? That's the thing I always find like, and then she'll be like, you don't believe me. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh gosh, do I, you know, like. I don't. I don't. But like, I don't want you to know that I don't believe you, you know, yeah. like so. I think part of it, you know, there's a couple of different ways, but I think part of it is what's important about it. Is it that they didn't do something or is it the lie? And then you can just kind of have a conversation about the importance of honesty and what it offers, you know, and it offers trust. It's identifying what the real problem is and moving forward from that instead of, but you lied about this. Okay, that's in the past. What are you trying to get to? You're trying to get to the fact that honesty is really important. Honesty has positive consequences. If you're honest, I will trust you more and you can do more things. If you lie, 
I can't trust you as much and some of your world becomes limited. So sense. taking that approach of that forward problem solving as opposed to focusing on the problem and the shame. And then actually following through with that positive discipline. And yeah. the next time when they do tell you the truth off the bat, acknowledging that and being right. like, hey, thank you. I what do you want to do? That was a very, well, maybe not because Aaron agreed. I was like, that was a very me-specific problem, but oh, obviously no, not. no, it's not a you-specific <laughs> problem. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> No, it happens all the time where she'll kind of test the waters a little yes, bit that's and exactly right. give the answer that she thinks we want us to have mm-hmm. and then backtrack and say, you know what, before when I told you this was the situation, it really wasn't. And then it's, she's sad about it. And I, that's what I try to get out of the, like, well, but why did you have to go through all of that right. and now feel bad mm-hmm. when you could have just started from the point that right. we're at now? And it's like, all right, we got to work this out. The coach in me is like, so what was your approach when she could comes to you and finally fesses up but this isn't a coaching session so I'll just say I think in a store in a situation like that instead of focusing on why did we have to go through that an appreciation for getting there you know thank you so like I'm really glad we got to this point of thank you for fessing up and being honest about it I feel like there should still be some kind of acknowledgement of the whole charade there yeah and maybe it's I'm so glad you were honest now we don't have to worry about whatever feelings were going on there as opposed to I know you were feeling really bad and uh, you know now you're honest right it's like less of that shame blame more of that like okay because you did this this was the positive outcome that came out of it and if you continue to be honest that negativity can go away completely and I guess on the flip side it's the same for parents who are you know either on purpose or inadvertently lying to their kids yeah growing into being a parent on whatever level you know you make some mistakes and and when I've made mistakes I've just kind of fessed up it's like yeah mom wasn't totally honest about that that's a mistake on my part and I'm gonna do better I found myself becoming a much better human being through the eyes of my children that was a lesson right (laughs) (laughs) okay so one of the other things that you can do and this is again becomes really difficult as an adult as the parent is to share about yourself right the more you open up age appropriate of course right the more you open up the the more your kids are going to trust you maybe even find you cool because you might have some really interesting stories you know every once in a while my daughter my 16 year old is like you did some really cool things mom I'm like awesome like Every once in a while, I get that gold star from my kid. I'm like, this is fabulous for me. But the more you let them in, the more they're willing to open up because they're learning, oh, you're not just a parent. You went through things. Mm-hmm. You experienced life maybe more than they are, maybe less than they are, definitely different than they are. But you're experiencing things that they can relate to. And when you have that commonality, then they're going to trust you more and open up because they know that they can come and talk to you about things and that's trust that's just a beautiful thing for me I love I loved having that with my kids and they'll be like oh you remember you know you said you did this kind of thing right okay yeah I did you know I told my kids that I traveled cross country and my son's trying to figure out what he's gonna do next year you know maybe school maybe not and I'm like hop in a car drive cross country and he's like oh yeah you did that like what was that like okay let's talk about that as an option and I don't know whether he would have come up with the idea on his own or been open to discussing it if I hadn't shared with him that this was an adventure that I went on I would think in addition to building trust it also would build respect yeah because you're like you said you're now a well-rounded human you're not just mom who gives me things all the time you are actually a person and then when you see someone as a person you recognize that they also have feelings 
and they've had experiences and that can only help a relationship that could never hurt. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. One of the other things you do at all ages, and I think we talked a little bit about this, is let them make their own decisions. Mm -hmm. Sometimes these decisions are really scary for us because they may be some major decisions, but bigger kids, bigger problems, bigger decisions. Little kids, little decisions. Mm -hmm. Here are three outfits you can choose from. Which one would you like? And it's getting them to learn that decision-making skill, which we want our kids to have when they're older. Getting them to problem-solve, which we want them to have when they're older, still within your parental parameters. I will make chicken nuggets or fish sticks for dinner. Pasta is not an option, but these two are because those are the things that we as parents are willing to make tonight for whatever reason. But giving them that opportunity to make a decision increases their trust in themselves. And if you think about it, like as we're even now, like when I get to make a decision, I'm like, okay, I'm trusting who I am. I'm learning more about myself. I'm Mm -hmm. I'm feeling more secure and more confident because I'm making a decision that's right for me in my own voice with my own authenticity and growing into who I really want to be. You know, my very middle-aged plus age, right? (laughs) So giving your kids that opportunity to do that for themselves as well. And I will talk about this more in accepting, but letting your child know that they can tell you anything. It's really difficult for a parent because you have to say it and then you have to mean it. And so when your kid comes and tells you something that you don't agree with, may not believe in, don't accept don't want to accept, can't see your kid being whatever that is, or, and it's anything from I failed a test to my pronoun is different from how I was born. The quickest way to break the trust is to say, you can tell me anything and then be angry or frustrated or mad or yell at them for telling you anything. That's a false promise. Absolutely false promise. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So when they come and they tell you anything, it's okay to go, you know what? I need a moment to process this. Yeah, I mean, it should be real. You don't want to just all of us be like, if you're getting this news that is devastating to you on some level, no matter what it is, you should be able to be real in that moment and say, this is a tough one for me. I'm glad you told me, but I'm going to need some time. I have my own issues. And and not feel like a judgment. Yeah, exactly. And I had that exact situation. My daughter shared something with me and I was just like, (gasps) and I was physically and visually impacted by it. And her first, her first words were, oh my God, you're mad at me. And like that just broke my heart. And I said, no, I'm not mad, but I'm shocked and I need a moment. So just, just, I'm just going to sit here and process this and I need a moment. And she was like, are you okay? Are you okay? I was like, I'm fine. Just give me a moment. And I just sat there for a few minutes and like, okay, let my head catch up to my heart, catch up to my body. And I was just like a couple of deep breaths because you got to take care of yourself. And I went, okay, let's let's talk about this. And we did. And she knew that she could tell me anything. Now, you could lead a horse to water. So she doesn't tell me anything, everything. Mm -hmm. She's 16 and on some level that's probably okay. Sure. Mm -hmm. But... She can, and that's the difference. She doesn't have to, but she can. And so, you know, there were times that my son has shared information, and, hey, this is what's going on. I need your help. 
And I think back to my childhood, right? I made some critically stupid decisions in my life. And and there was there was one time where I had to tell my dad something and I literally like went to a park and stood like 20 feet away from him. It was like, mm-hmm. dad? And he was <laughs> like, I can't hear you. I'm like, yeah, but I really don't want you to come closer. And I told him and he, and he walked towards me and I thought, oh, here it comes. Oh, I'm going to get a little emotional. And he gave me a hug. And he went, it's okay. We'll take care of it. And I was just like, this is the best dad in the world. And I just thought that's what I want to be for my kids. You can tell me anything. My husband feels the same way. You can tell us anything. We may need to process and that's okay. And that is life. Sometimes you need to process, but I'm never going to turn my kid away. I'm never going to push them aside. I'm always going to be there. And when they understand that, they can trust. And then they are learning how to trust themselves and to put that out there to the rest of the world as well. We have a saying in our house, always, no matter what. I will love you always, no matter what. Are parents allowed to, in that vein, set boundaries? Like you've said in another episode, like you want them to tell you, they can tell you anything like you just said, but you don't necessarily want to be their friend. You don't want to know any, everything. So if you did have one of your teenage children who was very open about every aspect of their life, is it okay to be like, you know what, that one's for you? You know, I guess like depending on what it is, like, I don't know, I think it would be fantastic, you know, I would probably want to know when my daughter decides she's going to have sex for the first time, like that, you know, like, thank you for telling me that, it's amazing. Do I want to know the details? Not really. So I guess like, is it okay to like set those boundaries? Um, yeah, I would probably use humor, you know, like, ah, TMI, TMI, like, I don't need to know all the details, but I can't, like, as you were saying that, and just real quick thinking, I was thinking, is there anything that I wouldn't want my kids to tell me? And I don't, I don't know if I have anything there. Now, I think that's different from being their friend. Yes. Right? right? Because it's like you're telling me it because maybe you need support, maybe you need a sounding board, maybe you just need somebody to listen without judging you and, and just being supportive. And I want to be all that in any situation that comes up. And if you're the type of parent, you know, maybe you're more conservative, maybe you're like, TMI, like I really don't hear I, I think doing that in a humorous way, if that's the relationship that you have and you right. build, to go like, I don't need all the... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm happy for I you. I don't need all the details <laughs> yeah. there. I'm really ha- Be safe and let me know if you need right. anything. Yeah. Okay. Kind of thing. I think if you can do all of these things, this it's okay to make mistakes, share about yourself, kind of keep your words, set the expectations, really let them know that you can that they can tell you anything, you'll have that trust with the connection and the awareness and the acceptance that we're going to talk about. It builds that strong relationship that you can have with your children as they grow up. In terms of coaching, like seeking out coaching, I think it's the same as like seeking out therapy. Like people <laughs> always have this impression that you have to be like in crisis right. or like with a a problem at hand that you want to reach out. But there are benefits to just having a coach available, Mm -hmm. like somebody reaching out to you that's maybe not necessarily in the middle of Mm -hmm. something, but just wants to build their toolbox. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So the way I kind of describe it is not always, right? And I'm doing some generalization, but but if you go to a therapist, a lot of times there's a problem, Mm -hmm. right? And we need to fix the problem. Mm -hmm. Coaching is wherever you are, you're fine, right? You are good wherever you are and you want to be someplace else. And that's what we as coaches do. Mm -hmm. We coach that part. 
We can go talk about the past. That's okay. You could talk about the past. I'll listen. That's fine. But wherever you are is fine. Where do you want to go? And that's what the coach, a good coach, will take that journey with you. So I go on journeys with my with my coaches, with my members of where do you want to be? What kind of parent do you want to be? What kind of spouse do you want to be? What kind of person do you want to be? God, this speaks to me on so many levels. Yeah, I, I just wanted to bring it up because yeah. I was thinking, like, for anybody who's listening and thinking, like, do I need a coach? Right. Should I explore a coach? Like, is what I'm going through right now something that needs Right. like professional intervention in some way. Yeah. But it's really just to kind of keep you moving forward, mm-hmm. you know, along this path that you want to be on. I so. would also say, like, um, my sister one time said something to me. I was very worried about something with my daughter. And I was like, oh, I think I'm, I'm a bad mom. And she's like, just the fact that you're kind of worried about it, you know, means that you're a good mm-hmm. mom and you're doing your best. So anybody who's listening to this podcast and has made it this far into the series, I would think would probably benefit from coaching because they obviously were trying to better their parenting self. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's just about where do you want to be? And that's where a coach or a friend or mm-hmm. whatever, if, if they have the skills of just, okay, let's just talk about where you want to be and let's let's get you there. Hopefully oh, that's where so much. they want to be is at episode five. Yeah. Finding acceptance. Great transition. <laughs> that was fantastic. So again, thank you, Karen. For, Thanks for having me. For your words of wisdom. Mm-hmm. Thank you all for tuning in, whoever you are, wherever you are. <laughs> and uh, we will see you at the next episode. That's right. And remember, this podcast was made by busy parents for busy parents. And we want to hear from you. So please email us at podcast at PMLIB.org with your suggestions for upcoming shows. Thank you for listening.